Hello, and welcome to the University of Real Life with Dr. Tammy. Class is now in session. Welcome back to everybody who's already been coming to class. It is episode 10, y'all. Double digits 10, y'all. I am so excited. So a little bit of housekeeping before we get started on today's discussion. Um, Like I said, I am going to be having some giveaways because tis the season. It's going to be Christmas and all that good stuff real soon. And I know folks are going to want to have some little knickknacks here and there for yourselves or to give out to folks. So I will be having some giveaways. I will be talking more about what that's going to look like later. And um, since I'm trying to have this be a take on being in school, we are actually getting through our first quarter. So quarters are going to be 12 episodes. So after the 12th episode, our first quarter in the University of Real Life will be complete. So this would have been like you going through your first, you know, your first semester, but we'll have, but we'll have it quarter based at TURL. And uh, we're going to take a, we're going to have, you know, winter break, little break uh, here and there just to get ourselves together. I'll let you know how long that break will be later. But uh, I I did want to let you know that once we get to about 12 episodes, we're going to close for winter break a little bit and just, you know, chill out a little bit, get our minds right before we, you know, get back into the swing of things. So let's get into today's episode. (sighs) It's episode 10 and I'm calling it, let's hear it for the boys. All right. It's going to sound like it's going to be about a whole bunch of different things, but it's this, we're going to be talking about raising boys, uh, generational differences of raising boys. And so this is, of course, it's, it, it is a for the culture episode, by the way. So, but uh, it's, it, it's going to be talking about raising boys in this day and age. So, I'm kind of reacting to discussions that I've been having. I've been having this discussion with women, um, especially uh, women who are my age with young children and women, you know, in the generation before mine. So I am going to be talking a little bit more closely to the culture I'm familiar with, which is Nigerian culture. And also, you know, I know that I've seen it in African-American culture, Caribbean culture, Hispanic culture. I've seen it happen a lot as far as how boys are being, you know, raised and expectations of them as they get older. So, but this is actually to a reaction from a video of a young Nigerian woman that goes by Ada Enugu on Facebook. And somebody shared it. Actually, a cousin of mine shared it. Shout out to Dr. Chioma. She shared it on Facebook. And she said, I thought of you when I saw this video because we literally had just had the discussion. All right, so this thing with uh, traditionally men being the head of the household, women being subservient, and this, that, and the third, things are changing a little bit, right? Yeah, they are, but the way the generation of moms before us raised their boys is very different from how we are trying to raise our boys these days, well, at least for me. So... It's always funny, and I'm going to 
comment on my mother-in-law. I love her to death. She's a sweetheart, sweetest person on the planet. I'm going to talk about my mama too. But she, at, at a point where, they, uh, where, where my in-laws were staying with us for a little bit, we were in the kitchen, they're doing what we do, cooking, cleaning, blah, blah, blah. And my mother-in-law said, ah, there's one thing that I know I trained my daughters. They can cook, they can clean, they can do everything. And so I smiled and I kind of laughed and I had this snide remark, which I don't even know when it fell out of my mouth, but I was like, so what about the boys? And we had this five second exchange of staring and uncomfortable silence. And then, you know, I just changed the subject later, but I'm sure no one ever asked her that. You know, this is a woman who is in, uh, you know, in her 70s. So, you know, she grew up in a very different time in Nigeria. So it's, you know, nobody asks about, oh, what do you do with boys? But it's a valid question. What are we doing with our boys? And this is something that I've seen growing up. I mean, there's not, there, there's never been a time that when my mother was cooking, and there are five of us, four girls, one boy. Anytime my mother was cooking, you dare not be sitting in the living room doing your homework, trying to get your life together while Busset is cooking. You dare not. And even if you weren't doing anything, we just have to stand there. Like you had to be in the kitchen with her. Like simple, because that was a woman's place. Like you had to learn how to cook for your husband. You had to learn how to make sure you know how to do everything it is to build a home. You knew how to cook. You knew how to clean. You knew you you had to be packaged in this perfect gift box for that perfect man who's supposed to come and be your husband. Okay, that's that's the typical, at least of Nigerians. And I know that it's done in other cultures as well. Think about, I mean, you know, think about it. You're sitting, it's Thanksgiving dinner, or you have family over anything like that. All the women are in the kitchen. They are slaving. They probably already came dressed, makeup, hair done, everything. But they're slaving, they're cooking, they're cleaning. And what are the men doing? And what are the boys doing? They're sitting in the living room watching football, you know, shooting the shit about what happened on uh, on 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 this show or talking about politics, whatever. And the boys are just out playing. They're probably wrestling each other, just having rough and tumble play and all that good stuff. While all the women, young and old, are the ones that are slaving. And the expectation is that the men are going to sit and be served, Right. So this is, and so I've been having a lot of discussions about this with, 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 with women, especially women who are raising boys that we women were packaged. Like from the moment you're born, it's just like, okay, our responsibility is to groom you and get you ready to be somebody's perfect wife, which I think is so unfair because y'all moms from the last generation Y'all set us up like y'all really, really set us up because and I've I've had this discussion with my husband as well. We are the ones and it's so funny. We are the ones that are taught how to nurture, how to build, how to lead. Yet when we get married or when we are in a permanent relationship with somebody, we are expected to be submissive to this man who's supposed to be the head of the household. Yet he was never taught. He was never taught how to lead. He was only taught really how to sit and wait for things to be done for him. I'm going to let that sit. I'm going to sit and let that process a little bit. If you think about it, unless 
boys and men, which, you know, there are a few here and there that take an active role in teaching themselves things. But when you are raised at home where it's the girls are the ones cooking, cleaning, doing everything, and all you're doing is sitting and waiting to get fed or sit and waiting to get into your room that's clean, or you're sitting and waiting for somebody to clean up after you, how are how on earth are we now supposed to expect these same little boys to get in a situation as men where they know what to do when they were never taught? And I feel sorry for men sometimes too. I, I, I really do. I, I really, really do because it's not your fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. It's not your fault um, that, you know, you ended up, you know, kind of being, you know, in this specific mindset of functioning. But at the same time, you know, I think it's important that as, you know, as, as boys are getting older, that we are challenging them with maybe untraditional roles, but these roles are supposed to help them be, be self-sufficient. I now have two boys and, you know, hey, I may or may not have another kid. I don't know. But right now I have two boys and it's, it's so funny, but as a parent, and I say this with, <laughs> with uh, all the goodness in my heart, when I realized, okay, I'm raising boys, when my first son came out and I was looking at him and I had this joke in my head that, you know what, my sole responsibility at this point is to raise you to not be a jerk or an asshole at any point in your life, but mostly <laughs> not be a financial, emotional, or physical liability to any woman. I say this all the time when I have talks from sitting on, I say it all the time. Like we, us new generation moms, we need to do that. We need to make sure that Hey, like whatever son it is that you're going to pass off to somebody, like you want to make sure that they're, they're going to be able to bring things to the table in Nigerian culture, our, our, well, and I'll speak for myself as a Yoruba woman, you know, we have a, we have a traditional marriage by which, you know, there's a list of, uh, a list of things that the groom's family is expected to bring when they come to request the bride's hand in marriage. And so a lot of times, you know, the groom's family, they'll tell the groom, listen, we want you to bring home a wife that can cook, that can clean, that's a nurturer, that's educated, that works this way, that does this, that does this, that does, that, that does this. Yet, y'all moms be sending men over to, you know, y'all be sending out your boys to go find, to go find this perfect wonderful, loving, can cook and clean house, uh, a, a housekeeping woman and, a, and all this stuff. And you're so unfair. You're so unfair knowing full damn well that you're sending this boy out with nothing to offer the woman. We have to stop it. <laughs> like we have, we have to stop as a new generation mom. We need to be, I think we need to be better. We need to raise boys into men that are going to be self-sufficient stop like yes you're you know you're a mom you want to you know yes you are the best cook in his life and you're going to be the one to make the best this the best that i'm having a conversation with my aunt over thanksgiving and she said that my cousin 
was at his girlfriend's and he cooked for her family that came that that came through and he said i can't believe he cooked and i laughed i said why (laughs) like why can't you believe that he cooked why shouldn't he know how to cook like he's a grown-ass man like he should know how to cook oh because when i went i i I, then i told her stop taking food to this boy let him let him learn how to do things for himself you're not always going to be around and at some point he needs to be a helper to somebody else you know, but again, it's the mentality, like it's the, it's the mentality of the generation before us that we need to continuously coddle our men. And then these men, they get into relationships where they need to be continuously coddled by their wives. And yo, like your wives are trying to work. They're trying to keep their home. They're trying to keep their mind right. And now they got to coddle you because you don't know how to coddle yourself and be self-sufficient. It's a, it's an endless vicious cycle that sometimes it, like it can, it can cause, you know, a little riff, you know, within relationships, but I'm glad that these days we're talking about it a little bit more. We're having a little bit more conversation around the importance of, you know, taking a few steps out of our traditional roles of how we're raising boys and really raising them to be like, you know, the true heads of households that we expect them to be. I think it's really unfair to not teach your son how to do anything and then be like, go out and get a banging wife. And now you're the head of the household. How's how? How sway? How is he supposed to know how to do that? <laughs> it's 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 really funny how sometimes we have those types of conversations, but then we don't really think of what it means for the future. So I'm saying this all I'm saying all this to say I have a four-year-old and now a one-year-old. My four-year-old, I, I say, you know, crazy things to him sometimes, but so he gets the point. He sits, he has cereal, he gets a little milk or whatever, you know, crumbs or whatever on his table, and he gets up and walks away. And I'm like, oh, no, sir, there are no maids in this house. You go and you clean up after yourself. I teach him how to do these things. He knows how to use a brush and a dustpan. My son loves to, you know, watch me cook. Like if I'm baking something, I let him, you know, put the glaze on it or, or, or things like that to help me so that he knows different things. Before he was one, I taught him what different utensils were. I taught him what to touch, what not to touch. And it's going to be a constant, you know, learning lesson for him. Shortly, you know, I'm going to start giving him, uh, you know, giving him some little allowance and teaching teaching him how to manage money. Yes. Yes, people. It is never too early to teach your kids how to manage life, to manage finances, to manage money. Trust me, you will, hmm. any woman, I keep saying it, I know my kids are on to, they're still just little, but I know any woman who ends up with any of my sons, they're going to kiss my feet because they're going to be like, who taught you all of this? And I want for them to be able to say, my mama, not that daddy doesn't have anything to do with it, but I'm going to be a little bit more proactive of making sure that you know, we're stepping a little bit out of the traditional norms when it comes to raising them. I want them to be strong. I want them to be leaders. I want them to be self-sufficient. I I don't want them to have to depend on me because I tell you what, when people get big enough to be able to cook, I'm sitting down. Do you know what it is to be cooking for a a house full of men, (laughs) boys and men? Yeah. Yeah. When these little dudes get their lives together and learn how to cook, I will be sitting back and allowing them to do so. You will not be depending on mommy all the time to be cooking stuff for you. Like, yes, certain things that I'm that I'm good at making, 
mommy will, you know, make some, put in a Tupperware. Me and my, me, me and my siblings still do it with one another. You know, when we make stuff that we personally like, that's, a, you know, that's a, you know, fan favorite of theirs, we'll pack it, bring it to each other's houses or whatever. That's great. We can still do that. But boo boo. Mm-mm. I'm not making full course meals and bringing it to you as a 25 year old man. No, 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 sir. <laughs> but that is my rant for today. I just felt like it just seemed like the universe came together in a way that said, you know what? Discuss it today. I actually had it. It was going to be an episode for next quarter, but you know, let's hear for our boys. Let's, let's, let's do right by them. We want them to be heads of households. We want them to be leaders. Let's groom them to be. Our women are, are important too. Like they're, they're, they're important, but our boys, like we, we neglect them a lot when it comes to training them to be um, progressive and self-sufficient adult men. It's a little bit unfair, folks, that we are expecting so much of women. We want them to be able to do 10,001 different things to do it perfectly to get this perfect man that can't bring anything to the table. No, no, no. New generation moms. Let's change that. So let's change it all. Anywho, that's all I got for today. Class is officially over. Thank you for joining me. And uh, and please forgive the tardiness. I usually release on Tuesdays, but uh, I got all these babies and this me- they passed on some weird stomach bug onto me. And I was determined that I'm going to make sure I have to release an episode this week because at the very least, I promise, at least for this quarter, that I am going to be releasing episodes every week and I wanted to make sure I stick to my promise to my listeners that you are going to hear from me every week. And so here we are. I thank you for joining me. Please subscribe on any way that you get your podcast fix. Uh, We are available on like 10 different platforms, uh, including Spotify, Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud, whole bunch of other ones. Uh, so please subscribe, listen, enjoy, share, and please leave me any comments, any suggestions, anything you might want to talk about. If you want to be a guest, please let me know. Facebook, the University of Real Life with Dr. Tamey. IG handle, Tamey, at, at Tamey, PhDiva. And I will talk to everybody next week. Bye now. <laughs>